Hi, this is Adam Carolla. I want to thank you for supporting this podcast on the Corolla Digital Network. Everyone here at Corolla Digital is very proud of the shows that we put out every week and are excited about the future of our network. However, a patent troll is threatening that future by suing us. We need to fight back and beat the troll down. If we go down, all the other shows on the other networks you've grown to love are going to go down next. Visit fundanything.com forward slash patent troll to donate and find out other ways that you can help beat the patent trolls. Thank you and mahalo. This is Corolla Digital. Hey, you guys, it's me, Allison. I just want to say thank you so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing, which, let's face it, you do, tell a friend. You can listen to us all sorts of places. A couple of them would be iTunes or AllisonRosen.com. Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison. Hello, my little eggplant rollatinis. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. As I said that, I felt both that being eggplant rollatinis. I felt both Matt Fondelier and Jenna Kim Jones. I don't know why I'm using everyone's whole names. Kind of be like, hmm? Now, here's the story with that carb. (laughs) When I lived in New York... My sister used to buy these frozen dinner things that were called eggplant rollatinis. And so I knew I wanted to go eggplant. It's like behind the carb. I knew I wanted to go eggplant, but then I didn't know eggplant parmesan, eggplant. I didn't know what way to go. And rollatinis just came out. Is that a thing or is that just a frozen, like a specific frozen dinner thing that you buy at Morton Williams in New York? See, I gave you that look because only one person would actually know if a rollatini is an actual cooking term, and that's Chris Loxamana. And he's not he's here. He's not here right now. He's going to come in, though, soon, So we can ask hopefully. him okay. if, if a rollatini. Something it tells me. Right? It sounds right. Oh, it is? Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. It's, but it's like, what is it, pasta and eggplant rolled up with sauce on it? Yeah. I boom. think w- pretty much nice. <laughs> she just said boom. Uh, rollatini, nice job. Thank you. Rollatini Thank sounds you. to boom. me, boom, nice, boom. nice job, me. Um, like a like a weird specialty martini, like yes. you do like a tootsie mm. roll martini, and Ew. they call it the rollatini or something. It's, it's, it probably is disgusting, but they do shit like that all the time now. Could you do dueling booms with your boom? Am I trying to match it? <gasps> do it. I don't. I just freestyle. Do whatever you want. I'll freestyle. Okay. We won't say who's actually going first. Boom. 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 I'm not your fucking dancing monkey. I'm done. Thank you. That was great. Boom. You need more. There's like a little bit of a drawl in the recorded yeah. one like bam. a boom bam, yeah, bam. That's, that's how that's how uh <laughs> Rand, randy and gary and all them think i say it bam 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 boom boom <laughs> boom bam boom <laughs> i think the rollatini that i've experienced was eggplant it didn't have pasta it was eggplant with um marinara sauce like Rolled and uh, cheese or something rolled up. Oh, that so the makes more sense. Was yes. like the pasta was the, part the of the carb. It. Yes. Hello, mm-hmm. Gary. Hello. Hello, Matt. Boom. Hello, Jenna. 
Hello, for the need to say hello to everyone. And Chris, as he said, will be here soon to weigh in on the Rolatini. So, lots of stuff to discuss. I want to know updates on how everyone's living situations are going, but Jenna recorded her special on Saturday or Sunday? Last night. Last Oh, on Tuesday night. Yes. Yesterday night. Wow. Yeah, I know. Well, we flew back at 6 a.m. this morning, so I am exhausted, but... Last night was my special, and it was so good, and I know that a lot of you listeners came out, and it was like one of the best shows I've ever had. The crowd was amazing. I got teary-eyed backstage before because we had told everyone that we'd given out more tickets than we had seats for because we wanted to make sure we had enough people. And at, we were we said we were going to open the doors at 7, and we were closing them no matter what at 7.30. And by 6.40, we had a huge line outside. Isn't that awesome? That's yeah, That makes me so excited hearing that. Yeah, it was yeah. unbelievable. And everyone was so great. And then at 7.10, we had to lock it down. So we, like, started early. The show was fantastic. We had a full house. And I know a lot of you came because you tweeted at me, and I was just really – it was awesome. It was awesome. Thank you. That's so cool. Yeah. Congrats. So now we just have to edit it and make it look good. <laughs> so when, like, it was roughly. a great show. We have to edit it. <laughs> well, you know, you got to edit it down. and okay. Get your make, tight Yeah, you got to get the. We had three cameras. So Ooh, we like, have. Like Chris Rock style. Yeah, we had two that uh, were, well, one stationary, one guy was kind of getting, like, different shots all over. And then we had a jib that was really cool that was getting all these neat above shots anyway so we got to figure out which which angles and what i look best <laughs> let's get real <laughs> nice and we're so it'll be a probably a month so we've got we're editing it in two weeks um because i have a i'm gonna go to utah and sit with the editor um for a day and then after that it'll just be figuring out distribution and what we're gonna what we're gonna do and is it called sorry not sorry because mm-hmm. i saw i was so i was so happy to see all the tweets and everything. Yeah. Um, and I saw that you had hashtag sorry, not sorry a few times. And I was like, wow, she's really, really making a point of this. And I've embraced goes, oh, duh, it. I've <laughs> embraced it. Yes. <laughs> it's the name of the special. Yes. But I just thought you were just using it as a hashtag. Like it's an ironic hashtag a couple right. times. But No, no, no. Well, I started using it because we talked about it on the show. And then I realized that a lot of my comedy kind of worked. <laughs> so... We decided to go with it. Now, is the title of the special hashtag sorry not sorry? Yeah, we're going to include it in there. Probably not going to – I mean, you could say it, I guess, if you want. I but. guess I always wonder that because I've seen a lot of things now, like billboards and, and I guess movies, and yeah. they have the hashtag in front of it. Are you supposed to say that part out loud now? I don't think so. I, I feel like it's an implied, if you're going to talk about it on Twitter, just use include that. the hashtag. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Hmm. I don't know. So what would you wear? Jeans and a black shirt, my boring old standard, you know, s- slimming. <laughs> I read something that said that your Spanx material had them in tears. I was like, oh, do you have a, a chunk on Spanx? I have a really long section on Spanx that's like super animated and pretty dramatic. It's always my like biggest applause break of the show. And last night it tore Killed. up the room. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It was, it was really fun. <laughs> I don't want to make you do material here, but what is your general stance on Spanx? Is it like mine, which is they're fucking uncomfortable? Yes, okay. it is. It's about how 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 hard they are to wear. Yeah, I tweeted that thing about like 
how how many minutes of uh, calisthenics am I supposed to do before trying to try on Spanx <laughs> or something like that? Yeah. It's like the whole process of buying them, why why we do this to ourselves, and then what happens when you wear them. It's like a piece of material that's the size of a pocket square. That fits that on your, your body. whole body. <laughs> Who are you it's, telling? <laughs> you guys. Oh, we know. Oh, you know about the Spanx? Because oh, you yeah. have ladies in your life? I got the man Spanx, too. You do not. <laughs> no, I do they not. Have I those. interviewed <laughs> someone last night. I absolutely do not. <laughs> but they do exist. They Bert, do. I, Bert Kreischer, was, I interviewed him last night, um, and he mentioned wearing man Spanx for a TV thing he was recording. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, mm. I died a little inside when he said that. Yeah. Like, on his behalf. <laughs> Where do the man Spanx go? Your abs. The same, yeah, the same, a lot of the same places. They look like a they corset. They can go the same, any of the same places the females, the ladies banks go. But, but the general, the general ones are like sucking your abs and your like love handles. Yeah. So they cover the man junk. Yeah. My understanding is that they go from like, they cover part of your underwear and go up to like your armpit area. Oh, like a wrestling uniform almost. Right. <laughs> a onesie. Because I'm just thinking you wouldn't want them to be like squeezing your nuts. No, 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 I don't. I don't believe that the they go that far down. <laughs> that would suck. I feel like I saw some in the Sky Mall magazine that was like, just like a jacket, like a Spanx jacket for guys. So it would cover their. Stomachs. I just haven't experienced. I don't know the world changing effect of Spanx that so many women talk about. No, I, I, they're uncomfortable. They do weird things to your body. Yes, and isn't it just a lie? I don't think it. People are so into them. Yes. That I think maybe it is. <laughs> I mean, listen, if 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 you were on a date with a girl and you're like, oh, she's pretty fit, you take her back home or you go back to her oh, place. Oh, that I see what you're saying. And then she lifts up her shirt and she's got this weird fitted rubber thing underneath. <laughs> and then she takes that off and everything comes tumbling out. Like, I would feel misled. Sure. Yeah. And vice versa, if, if, it were, if I were wearing it and I were suddenly to – to like take one off like i think that would be really misleading <laughs> although i have to say i don't think they do that good of a job i think you would still be able to tell that there's things tucked yeah. away inside <laughs> did I, you guys ever see this is my my heavyweights saying almost fire mm-hmm. have not seen it there's a scene where mayor winningham and rob Lowe are making out you know what i'm talking about i'm not sure and he like kind of like i feel like i'd remember that one. like um t- she's wearing like, but this was pre in the pre Spanx days. Mm-hmm. But she's wearing like boy shorts, which are like a, also a girdle, I think. But he like kind of snaps them. It's like what are these? And then she gets all embarrassed. Did you just did you just <laughs> combine a character's name with an actor's name in doing that explanation? Mayor Willingham is that a character? <laughs> no, Mayor Winningham is an actress. Oh, her first name is Mayor. Yeah, M A R E. I don't like that. <laughs> I know. I think it must be short. It's got to be short for Mary. Yeah, but you would recognize her. I, yeah, I believe it. I She's just... been in, but she hasn't done anything in a while, actually. I'd need to look her up. That show, I, I rented the se- uh, season on, at the library once and watched parts of it. Wait, which show are we talking about? Because Saint Elmo's Fire is a movie. Oh, I thought it was the show. Was there a show Saint Elmo's? Oh, did... are you thinking of Saint Elsewhere? Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh. I'm a dummy. <laughs> no, no. This reminds me um... of. Of our conversation about Backstreet Boys and In Sync, <laughs> no, In Sync. That's right. I was like, that's right. 
What did I say? You said your Backstreet Boys is Nick Car. No, what was it? You're super into Backstreet Boys, yes. right? Yes. And I'm like, what does it say about me if Lance Bass is my favorite Backstreet Boy? <laughs> that you're not a Backstreet Boy fan. Yeah. 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 Have you seen Those This Is the times. End? No. But they're in it. They are. I know. I need to see it. An excellent. I need to see it. Yeah. I need to see that movie as well. It's good. I'll let you borrow it. But I'll ask for the disc back. (laughs) Okay. Just watch it on HBO. Thank you. You're welcome. He loaned DVDs to my roommate the other day, and I got anxious about it. That's right. Because I was like, those are in my domicile. If this kid fucks that up, that's coming down on me at least a little bit. Like, I'm going to get a shitty comment about. That's right. Can you take a look around the coffee table? Or Gary, something? Gary's now living with Kalen, one of our, I guess, our former intern. Although in my mind, he's still an intern. Although he's in my mind too, but he's a full blown employee. Yeah, but he's he does totally employed. My now. old job. He, That's why you can't get promoted at the place that you intern. Right. And expect You'll to be always respected. be the intern. Yeah. Yep. So uh, he's looking for a new TV show to start, The Shield, which I would recommend to any listener as well. I have the as full. I. I have the full on like series box set. So I told Kalen like I'll loan it to you one season at a time. So that's those are discs that are part of a box set. So if those discs get lost, bro, you're buying me a whole box set. Why are you doing one season at a time? Just to keep them honest? Yeah, bro. Yeah, pretty much, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah, just one. Not to keep them honest, just it's easier. And I get to still because he display. can't stand to have more than three DVDs out of his collection at any time. Let's be <laughs> honest here. Do we have the TV Talk theme song? Sure. Let's play that. What's that? I've never heard that. I know it's it's a it's an oldie but a goodie. Wow. So what's the shield about? <laughs> oh, I have the a shield. question when he's done, by the way. Don't okay. forget. The shield is about uh, a group of dirty cops in L.A. Or they don't call it L.A., but it's basically Los Angeles. They're like a gang task force. These four guys who are known for really bringing in the worst guys. But you follow those guys. Four characters and you find out that they're pretty bad guys like one of them in particular he gets the suspects in but he breaks the law along the way and the four of them get involved with like the armenian mafia and it's they just every episode it's kind of like a breaking bad situation where just you keep rooting for this guy to do horrible things and you know that he has to get caught like how much how many more people could possibly be onto this guy? And somehow he finds a way to kind of weasel his way out of it, and you love him for it. Who's Set, in it? Uh, Michael Chiklis is the lead in it. Glenn Close is uh, in one full season of it. Walton uh, Goggins. Yeah, Walton Goggins. Justified and a few other things. CCA. Yeah, he's starting to starting to, to become a more Blah. well-known actor. Yeah. Uh, Force Whitaker is in a season of it. Glenn That's Close. Like, yeah, I said that. Oh, sorry. That's cool. Yeah. She's, she's worth mentioning twice because she's amazing. Yeah, she is. Um, it's a really cool show, though. It's great. It's like... You know, people talk about The Wire. I always like The Shield more than The Wire because The Wire was very, like, realistic. And The Shield... Yeah, and slow. And The Shield is, like, every episode, doors are getting kicked down. People are getting interrogated and getting shot in the face. Like, it is a hardcore series. It's... That's awesome. Speaking of Glenn Close, I never finished watching Damages. I watched a few episodes and then never stayed with it, but I know people who are super into it. Yeah, I only watched a few episodes of the first season. I, I never got into it. Really? Yeah, I, no wonder we all get along. Yeah, we haven't I, watched Damages. Mm. I I watched like three episodes. I yeah. tried that, to care. Like, yeah, that was one of those shows where I tried to care. That is and how I, I feel about House of Cards. I'm yeah. sorry. I thought no, you like House fine. of Cards. I love House of Cards, but that's fine. The first time I tried House of Cards, I couldn't understand it either. 
But then it was ref- it was explained to me that the first episode is not really one episode. It's half of the first episode. And the first episode's actually two episodes. But I watched like the first six. Then it's, <laughs> then it's not for you. Yeah. Then but but the then second- I heard that season two was amazing. And I did watch season- the first episode of season two. But then I fell off as well. Wow, you watched the first episode of season two after not finishing season one? It actually, <laughs> it was Daniel. Very confusing. It was Daniel who wanted to do that, I think because he read what happens and then also told me in season one. Like, knowing what happens ultimately in season one makes me think, oh, yeah, we should go back and watch that. But we just never do. Yeah, that's if a good you, show. I mean, Gary, yeah. Gary's a lot farther ahead on it. I, I'm up to that first episode in season two, which I watched, which was awesome. But then I moved and I just haven't had a chance to finish it up. But I, I think it's a great show. You know what I think is a good show? And then I want to hear about everyone's living situations. Um, I have a show to bring up, too. Oh, yes. Sorry. No, you can go ahead. You already said that. But you also had, you had a question that you wanted to ask as well. Um, Broad City. Have you guys seen this? I haven't watched it yet. It's really funny it? and cute. Yeah, what? yeah. we watched. Know what that is. It's um these two women. It started as a web series. Uh, Ilana Glazer and Abby Jacobson, and they live in New York, and they're in their twenties, and they're stoners, and they're really good friends. And uh, Amy Poehler is the executive producer, and it's just silly and sweet, and it's sort of like a buddy comedy, but it's very abs- it's absurd, but. The thing about that, because I was like, not another, oh, I don't want to watch another overly clever show that kind of makes you laugh on the inside. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Because yes. I, I have trouble getting into those. I, But it really, for me at least, and for Daniel as well, it got under, I don't know whether to say our skin or my skin. It got, I'll just speak for me. It got under my skin very fast, and I found that I actually cared about the characters, and I felt invested. And that's what makes me want to keep watching. What channel is it on? It. Comedy, Comedy Central, Central. Okay. but all of them are on demand. I think. Sweet, I, think I love on that. Hulu too. I yeah. love that all the channels now are doing are. Yeah. on demand. Like mm-hmm. it used to just be, you know, like HBO or Showtime, you could watch on demand. But now, like FX has on demand. Comedy Central is on demand. Like it's so nice. I love. It makes me as a entertaining or enter- entertainment lover. It's really cool to be able to. You're finally, an entertaining lover. I'm that as well. <laughs> um, but you know, what I'm saying like it's just it's. I always feel like everybody recommends TV shows, and there's so many that I want to watch. Now with on demand, you finally can. Yes. Yes. Gary. Yes. Um, what is the TV show that you used to reference in a lot of the Hulu reads where there was a wig? Um, that blacklist. Yep. Blacklist. Okay. Did you ever? Were you ever watching Revenge? Yes. I was. No. I think I watched a – wait. which I watched a couple episodes and I was like, ooh, I want to get into this. And then I didn't. Yeah. Is there a wig in that one too? No. I thought that was the one that oh. – and I was trying – Trying been, to find I've the wig. I've been watching that and I, for some reason, started trying to find the wig and I couldn't. So Yeah. Is that mm. show good? It is good, right? Revenge? I don't know. I'm still watching it, but it's Where are you at? kind of terrible. The end of season one? Yeah, I stopped at about like episode nine, and I haven't picked it up yet. Yeah, I well, I kind of jumped in at like six or seven and sort of had like someone give me cliff notes, and then I watched the rest of it. And it's intriguing. It's a lot like an ABC show from like the mid to late 2000s called Dirty Sexy Money. Oh, I remember yes. that show. Which is just a decadent like whodunit suspense- Romantic, 
Like a soap opera. Piece of shit. Yes, totally. exactly. Totally. Exactly. But, it's just like... But they get you. But, but I'm interested <laughs> in it, and I'm like pissed, and I want to know how this shit's going to end. And then I looked it up, and there's like they're on the third or fourth season, and I was just like, oh, God. It's one of these things where it's like <laughs> the music is so fucking dramatic that I find myself laughing out loud when that is clearly not the intention. Yeah. yeah. It's just like you can tell where the commercial breaks are going to be even when you're watching on Netflix because it's like all of a sudden the Boston Philharmonic is playing the most dramatic <laughs> fucking situation ever. And you're just like, oh, come on. Now, where are you guys with Scandal? I, I've never watched that. I'm in season two. Yeah, I'm just aware that it is a show. But in it, it's I've a show it's that good. people are super into. It's very it much like a soap opera, too, I so think. so over-the-top ridiculous. Like, in a way that makes you want to keep watching, though? Obviously, because I keep watching it. And it. But, I mean, like, to the point where Alan won't watch it with me, but he... You see, Daniel's got an issue with it, too, yeah, I think. he cannot handle it. And he will make fun of Carrie Washington because in every episode she gives this, like, some inspirational speech. And it's like, if I help you... I want you to be in on my team all the way. And it's like these really <laughs> intense speeches. And she gives them to everybody in Washington, D.C. <laughs> and it's like, but at the same time, you're all like torn by her because she is like very scandalous. And, she, you know, there's these like ethical and moral. Wait, is she a fixer? Like Ray Donovan? Yeah, she's a fixer. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's like the the things that they can accomplish in a 24-hour period where they're like, the things that they can fix is just like it's humanly it's impossible, but for some reason, I can't look away. Can't look away. I know. That's that's a very good explanation of revenge too. Yeah, revenge. I'm sorry. Shows. I, this is the last thing I'm going to say about this, but it's I'm obsessed with <laughs> it's it right okay. now. I spent the whole weekend doing this shit. Um, uh, revenge is also a lot like Prison Break, which in the sense that. In the first season, especially of Prison Break, you could tell that they wrote the pilot and then they had to, like, figure out the rest of the season. And they kept getting to these fucking roadblocks. And, like, the end of episode four would be like, what do we do? And the uh, beginning of season five, he, like, takes his shirt off and he's like, well, this tattoo that's on my shoulder blade fixes this problem. Yes! And it's like every time she runs into a problem, somebody shows up and is like... I knew your father. He wanted you to have this. And it's like the perfect <laughs> puzzle piece to like let her keep going with what she's looking for. It's so annoying. That's like newsroom. This is, this a is thousand way times worse. worse than newsroom <laughs> because it's clearly done for ABC. And it's just so like keep them to the next commercial break type of thing. Whatever. Right. But watch it. It's if you, if you need something to make fun of and watch with your girlfriend, that's fine. I was also watching Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time. Did I watched else watch that. I watched it. It was nice. I, I did. I did like it. Oh, you're a pro. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, my girlfriend is currently watching that show. I was sitting on the couch two nights ago while she watched it, and I quickly pulled out my iPad and read Entertainment Weekly. Yeah, it weirdly lost my interest. Even though I have stopped iPad. Hmm? Should have stopped that. <laughs> I know. All right. manly man who can't sure. watch what's upon a time. That's right. Um, <laughs> I'm not watching this nonsense. I'll read about it. <laughs> That's right. I read a review about it instead. Touche, sir. Touche. I really like the character who plays Regina. Yes. And I like her. Hershey. Isn't that her name? Wait, is no. Regina the witch? But that's, I mean, the, the mean. Yes. That's so funny that you just said that because we just recorded this. Though this will work for listeners of the Adam Kroll show and this one. Barbara Hurt. Someone just made a Barbara Hershey reference on the Adam Carolla show. Um, no, Regina, yeah, she's the Wicked Witch, and uh, her name's like something. Wicked something, Witch. Something, something. Lana Perea. Yes, Lana Perea. And she what? was on this show uh, really off today. 
Well, you, you had a big night. That's right. Okay. Okay. All she right. was on Swingtown, which was only on for a season or even less than that, but I really liked that show as well. One season in 2008. That's right. Swingtown. I don't know that one. It was about that. swingers. But I liked it. It, it. it wasn't prurient. It was like a, um, it was retro. Oh, God. The explanation on IMDb is great. What does it say? As America celebrates its 200th birthday, two generations of friends and neighbors in a Chicago suburb explore new freedoms and seek connections with each other in the midst of the socio-sexual revolution. Wow. See? That's the longest definition of orgy I've ever heard before. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. All right, let's do an iTunes comment of the week, except we want Chris here for that. So maybe instead we should do – do we have anything in the hat? Is there anything to pull out of the hat or is our hat bare? There might be something in the hat. I could play the song and look and we can roll the <laughs> let's dice. Let's do that. <laughs> All right. It's the Topic, Topic Sombrero. Yes, for topics and you sent them in. It's the topic, topic sombrero. Now pick the topic and let's begin. It's the topic sombrero. But first, before we go to the hat, let's talk about that thing under the hat. Your head and your face and your whole body. It's a gigantic hat and your whole body's in the hat. Don't be hiding your hairy body in the hat. Get rid of your furry legs and your fuzzy face. You need the no-no. I love the no-no. This is a hair removal device that makes it so you don't have to spend your money on expensive waxing appointments, laser hair removal treatments, all that stuff that's inconvenient and pricey and messy and painful. Uh, With the no-no... It's just this little portable device by the size of a cell phone. You glide it along your skin. It removes the hair. It is absolutely painless. You won't even feel it. I've said before, but I'll say it again. Uh, I was afraid to use it when I first got it um, because I just, I just don't like pain. Call me crazy. But I tried it, and I felt so elated when I discovered that it doesn't hurt. And you don't even feel it. And it's fun because it's got a little LED readout that tells you if you're using it right or not. Um, And your no-no comes with a convenient travel case, which is very, very snazzy. So you can store it and take it with you everywhere. Uh, And all ages, all skin types, all hair colors, men and women can use it. Your entire purchase is backed by no-no's triple guarantee. If you're not 100% satisfied, they'll refund the purchase price, refund the shipping, and even pay for you to ship it back to them. You won't risk a penny to try no-no today. Call for details. Terms and conditions may apply. You guys can visit my exclusive site to cash in on this offer, nonobestfriend.com. That's nonobestfriend.com. Order online and get a free gift card. So again, that's nonobestfriend.com. Or call 800-508-4815, 800-508-4815. Okay. All right. Coming out of the hat, we have a letter from <laughs> Deborah Osvig, and it is subject, love the show. Shout out to Jenna Kim Jones. Dear Allison, my salutation seems so familiar, especially when I don't know you at all, and yet I feel very familiar with you and your crew at ARIYNBF. I especially love the Thursday show. When I'm listening, I feel like I'm on the L. I live in Chicago. Sitting next to a group of mutual friends, not mine, whose conversation is so engaging you can't help but eavesdrop. Is that creepy? I look forward to your podcast each week. I do love listening to the whole group, but I wanted to give a special shout out to Jenna Kim Jones. I, too, am a member of the Mormon faith, and I find her to be an articulate and accurate female voice with regards to our faith. I also find her worldview similar to mine, which I appreciate. 
It is voices like hers that help dispel the misconceptions people have about religious women in general and Mormon women in particular. Again, thanks for anchoring such a great show. I look forward to listening to your future shows for a long time to come. Debbie Ostvig. Well, thank you for your very nice hat comment. If you'd like to email us, A-R-I-Y-M-B-F at AdamCarolla.com. Do people's, um, like the, I'm trying to phrase the question right. The things that people say, the reactions people have, the perception of Mormons in general, does that bother you ever? No. I, no, because I don't think that people have the, I think people's opinions about Mormons are changing a lot. And I feel like as there are more and more members of the church, of the Mormon church, um, I don't think, I don't know. Do, I mean, do you guys have weird perceptions? That made it sound, uh, I, that made it sound like everyone has something negative to say. What right. I mean to say is do the negative things that people have to say. Bother oh, bother you. me? Yeah. It depends. It depends on on what it is. But I, I think that, uh, that the church has changed a lot and wants to like, Mm, help women like change that idea you know like there's no like you have to stay at home and you have to be a mom and you have to do these things the church is really like trying to broaden that perception because they don't feel that way you know you it's ever- not taught in church that you stay at home and live under your man or whatever <laughs> do you talk about it in your stand-up being mormon mm-hmm. a little bit has that ever have you ever had a bad experience with that no, I've had people shout things like, you're not, you know, like, no way, you're not really a Mormon, or like, tell me more about the Book of Mormon, and it's like, really, it's a really right long here? thing to heckle. Yeah, like, really, <laughs> that's a, a that's thing, like, annoying things where it's like, I don't understand why we're having this conversation right now on stage. But most people, I try to, if I do Mormon jokes, I try to make them, like, broad enough so that people will understand them, and I don't do that many it's very, it's very um, unusual. Did you see uh, Book of Mormon? No, I haven't seen it. I've heard a lot of the music. Oh, okay, I'm heard kind the music of, at least. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've listened to the soundtrack before because I, I'm curious. You know, I want to know what's what's up. But uh, no, I've never gone to see it. I've heard when that show first came out that leaders of the Mormon Church were like, "Hey, we don't agree with everything you said, but we're fine with oh, this." Oh, totally. Well, we, they- there's a statement that's like, "We get it. The Book of Mormon's super entertaining." That's fine with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like... <laughs> well, I, they advertise heavily in the playbills for Book of Mormon. Yeah, like the they Mormon do. The Mormon Church does, and, and I thought that was fucking brilliant. Like... We, they advertise, and they sometimes will like hand out actual books of Mormon outside yeah. of the theaters. Have you seen it, Matt? Twice. And did Gary? you love it? Yeah, I did love it. Did so you love amazing. it? Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to figure out whether I need to go yes, see yes, it. Well, do. I do. Yes, you do. Okay. Yes, you do. And you do too, Jenna. It's only playing. It's playing in Pantages through May 11th. I think mm-hmm. I was just in Hollywood last night. But then it's down at the uh, Orange County, at the Sagerstrom thing. Yeah. yeah. But the oh, the current cast that's doing it, we had the two leads on the Corolla show. They knock it out of the park. Like I saw the show the first time it was in Hollywood, and it, it was awesome. I'd never seen anything quite like it. Going into it a second time, I was kind of just ready just to laugh and have the same experience. But the two leads were just. I mean, they were phenomenal. Like I thought, exponentially better than the than the previous performers of it. Really? So, well, I would very much recommend it if you guys can. There's still plenty of seats. They're not going to be the best seats in the house, but like I had row Z kind of off to the side. 
It was like 100 bucks a ticket. Totally worth it. Yeah, but that totally same, worth That it. same cast is going to Segerstrom, so if it's cheaper down there, there that's, a, that's a much bigger venue. So Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. absolutely a must-see. Is it a must-see in the way that it's like funny and clever? Or, yes. But is it also emotionally stirring? Not really. I want to yeah, be transported. Not going to happen. It's, is it like a Vita? No, it's, <laughs> no, it's like watching You may a, cry. It's like, like watching a... It, that's close. The same guys wrote the music in it, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. Trey Parker and Matt Stone oh, wrote, South Park. wrote South Park guys. Yeah, the South Park guys. They were huge fans of Avenue Q. It turns out the Avenue Q guys love South Park. They got together, and then together they wrote the music for Book of Mormon. Okay. It's like watching a, a stage, like a highly produced stage play that you keep forgetting is actually a South Park episode. Yeah. Sort of. I mean, the jokes are, are very South Park-esque. But it's it's a very classically produced and laid out musical. Right. The music is very much like a old school, catchy, yeah, I mean, fun musical. The way that I would describe it is I mean, I would make a comparison to a movie like I'm not I don't know if you've seen this, it's not that important, but Shaun of the Dead is yeah. a zombie movie that makes fun of zombie movies while simultaneously being a great example of a zombie movie. And in the same way, Book of Mormon is really poking fun and is satirizing musical theater, but at the same time, it's an incredible musical theater performance. See, I think the church hasn't hasn't minded it so much either because I think the Book of Mormon musical has helped teach people about Mormons and sort of get rid of some of the stereotypes and some of the um, weird things that people think so like they associate with Mormons, and I think it's helped. Even though it makes fun of those things, I think it's helped people go, "Oh, we can make fun of those things. It's okay to make fun of them because most Mormons are pretty normal and chill about it, yeah, and get it." Well, I don't even think it. The show doesn't really make Mormons look very bad. I don't no, think I, it does. What, Basically, yeah. Mormons, as portrayed in the show, are just overly enthusiastic <laughs> and really nice to everybody. Like that's even a lyric from the show. Like just we're really nice to everyone, and that's that's about as horrible as it gets in terms yeah. of making Mormons feel bad about themselves. It's not a part of the show. Yeah. That's how John Stewart put it to me, too. When he saw it and he's, like, obsessed with it. And I remember him being like, Jenna, it makes you guys look really nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's it's so funny, though. It's great. Yeah. Did you guys like Avenue Q? I loved Avenue Q. Absolutely. I didn't see it. I, I, I – it was so long ago. Or am I thinking of You're in Town? I just – I don't Very know. Very different shows. Yeah. I have – I have a thing about musicals that are clever, funny, but not – they don't affect you emotionally. Although I like things that are clever and funny. I, I'm Honestly, I'm sitting here trying, trying to figure out, like, do I want to spend the money to this go to is, Book of Mormon? This is clever and funny in a way that no musical you've ever seen is. Okay. And that will transport you. Okay. Even if it's not the content necessarily that's going to emotionally transport you, you're going to walk out of there being like, wow, how has that never been done on a stage before? It's it's transformative enough. You should spend the money. Okay. I will do it then. Hmm. There was a musical that I saw in New York called Drowsy Chaperone. Um, My sister was just in that play. Really? Yes. She played the movie star that everybody was fawning over. My sister had that role. Not in New York, but wow. local theater. I'm surprised they put it on local theater because it's not a huge – well, I mean it was on Broadway, I think, but – yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yep. Good show. I like that's it. really neat. That is a good yeah. One. Yeah. I, so I really loved Drowsy Chaperone the first time I saw it, and it was like different, and it was kind of poking fun at the form mm. and really hilarious. Then I saw it a second time, 
And it was one of those things where I was like, oh, I already know where all the jokes are. And I'm not going to enjoy this the yeah. second time. I'm, I keep going back. I'm thinking about Avenue Q versus Urinetown. I, I've seen both those too. I thought Urinetown was okay. The music in it I thought sucked. But all yeah. the like the scenes in between, like the dialogue I thought was hilarious. I don't think it's possible to watch Avenue Q and not be blown away because there are five puppeteers playing ten characters. And you can't take your eyes off the stage because it's like clockwork. You watch a one puppeteer talking for one puppet and then they – in the middle of a song, we'll like move to the other side of the stage and pick up another puppet and it they'll just start harmonizing with each other. Like it's incredible. It's so, so crazy to watch. You're in town was it's funny, but I don't know if it has that soul that the other shows do. Right. Yeah, I guess the soul is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Book of Mormon has soul. All right. Let's do uh iTunes comment of the week. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. All right, this week's iTunes comment of the week comes from RHCPKetis313, and it is titled Allison's Virginity. Hey, Allison, I'm not sure if this is one to read on the air because I'm going to admit that I prefer your show to ACS. Then again, I'm not sure if he listens to this. Uh, he's probably devastated. Producers note, <laughs> he does not. <laughs> it's been a few weeks now since Adam told the story of losing his virginity, and I thought that if the Thursday gang told their stories, it could be pretty interesting. I love your show, and congratulations on your wedding. Zach. Well, thank you, Zach. Um, the fact that you said Zach reminded me that I recently did Go Bayside, that podcast. Do you guys know it? Um, it's April Richardson. She hosts it. And in each episode, you – so she loves Saved by the Bell in the same way that I love Facts of Life. Like she's, seen every, she's memorized it. She's seen every episode. And so she and a guest watch an episode of um, Saved by the Bell and take notes and then discuss it at length and in depth. Uh, and so I mentioned to her, but of course I knew she would know. She would already know. I was like, you know, I know people who see Mr. Belding around. And she's like, oh, yeah. She's even seen him. And she said that people always tell her she, he, they, she should have him on her podcast, but he's a little creepy apparently. Ooh. I feel like that's we've the vibe. talked about him yeah, on this show Yeah, that's why I'm telling before. you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chris is here. Hey. Yay. Hey. Just in time. Yeah, I can take him or leave him. <laughs> for an iTunes comment of the week that asks all of us how we lost our virginity. So Good. Crystal before we it, delve so. into that, for whoever wants to delve into that. Um, but first, we had some questions for him. Yes. Is a rollatini a food term? I have no idea. <laughs> oh, did you hear us talking about that before? Yeah, I was listening to a little bit of the show. I have, I have notes. So it's my comments. <laughs> uh, all right, so rollatini. I don't know what that means. Uh, the boom off... Uh, <laughs> Jenna, Jenna, uh, good show. Thank you. Uh, I'm, yep. I'm glad. I'm yep. glad it went well. That, that's you. really great to hear. I can't wait to see the uh, the final edited product. Yes. Um, Mayor Winningham, is she related to Judge Reynolds? <laughs> Reynold. I just saw him on TV the other night. Yeah, I don't know. Just Mayor and Judge are the first name. Uh, this is the, this is the gold. This is the gold <laughs> that we missed out you missed. on. Uh, Allison, you said interned. You shouldn't. You shouldn't get promoted as an intern. Uh, because you'll never get respected there. I was promoted as an intern. As was I. I was going to let it go. And it is. Oh a... yeah, you were. <laughs> no, that that comment is completely true. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my point. <laughs> Not and right. uh, and uh, now here I am. So those are my notes, and uh, that's what so we Allison missed. But does, we, Allison we, we're all caught us, up. Chris. We can't get any respect from Allison. Noted. It's rough. I never knew you guys when you were interns, though. That's true. Did I see? There you no, go. You did not. I don't think so. Yeah. No. No, I don't think so. 
Yeah. Ugh. There you go. It's okay. Well, thanks. So, so tell the listeners where you were. When I lost my virginity? No. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes. But no, I mean, tell the listeners where you were when you were taking notes. Trunk. So they don't think you were just outside on the couch listening and not coming in. Oh, well, I was in my office working on something and uh, one, of, one of my friends from AfterBuzz TV, Maria Menounos' network, uh, we just were having a little meeting about how to upload the shows and uh, – because we're, we're using a new method. This is so not interesting. I'm sorry but, I asked. <laughs> Bottom line is Chris was in his office and we have speakers in there. Yeah, we have, we have speakers. I could, I could, yeah, I was listening in the background. All right. Okay. So I will tell my story and then whoever else wants to shit. Well, wait. I got to find out. Is anyone else going to tell their story or am I all alone here? I mean, I could tell my story. Mine's not, pretty boring. Yeah, mine's not especially exciting. Great. Mine's boring too. I mean, <laughs> the idea of losing your virginity is very exciting, but usually the actual act of it. I don't know. It's usually pretty humiliating for guys. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I was dating this guy. We went to see Ace Ventura 2. Oh, I, so major calls. Yes. I suppose. That's the I couldn't think. Sub-title. I couldn't even focus on the movie at all, though, because I was just like, tonight's the night. Tonight's going to be the night. I think. I think. I think tonight's going to be the night. And also, I like this guy so much, even though this is a ridiculous, ridiculous relationship type thing that I'm in. Because he's a lot older and he's not that into me. But whatever. So anyway, (laughs) came back to my dorm room and I had a two-room double, which meant that I had a roommate, but you had to go through my room and then you you go through my room, through her room, and then you get to the bathroom, which then we shared with a couple other girls. Um, But my point is we had a common wall and I was worried that my extra long twin bed, I was worried she would hear. So I said... We should do the deed, but I didn't refer to it that way, on the floor. Yeah. Super uncomfortable. Um, And it was fast. It didn't feel good. And he (laughs) pulled out, whipped off the condom, and I was like, what? (laughs) I just remember being like, what's going on? Did something happen? Does mean like I was just worried all of a sudden? Um, trying to remember if sorry, these are details that no one needs. <laughs> In the words of Daniel, I'm going to quote this a lot. I don't think I needed to know that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember if anyway, if he finished inside or out. But you know what? I'm sorry I said all those words strung together. Too many details. Anyway, the next day. I did not feel um, what I thought I would feel, which is, I, I don't know, like, ooh, now I'm in this club that everyone else is in, or now I'm a woman, or now I'm this, or now I'm that. Instead, I felt like I had lost something, which I know the the wording is losing your virginity, but for someone who is a virgin until, I mean, I was 20 and a half or something. And I remember half because I think it actually specifically was my half birthday. Um, That's how you knew that was tonight's the night. <laughs> Today's a half birthday (laughs) special. That's right. Um, I think that for someone who waits a while, at a certain point, it's sort of like, I got to get rid of this thing. I mean, and I also felt like by that, like I wasn't really hanging, you know, hanging onto it for lack of a better word. Um, For any real, it wasn't like a moral reason or a religious reason or anything. It just, I just didn't want it to be a one night stand. I wanted it to be with someone that I was involved in something with. I look back and think, what the hell was that that I was involved in? But it was 
someone who was in and out of my life, you know, over a period of a few years who I had a ton of feelings for. Like I said, I don't know that he was that into me, although he would probably say he was. But then I don't know what else he would say. The whole thing was fucked up. Um, But yeah, so I just felt a little bit like, oh, I was special and unique before and now I'm not, which I didn't expect to feel. And then um, I got nervous and I don't know if I took the morning after pill that time or another time, but I had like I did that a few times where I would have sex. Quite possibly the guy like there would was literally no way, like literally no way I could have been pregnant from it, but I would think myself into being nervous and so I would take the morning after pill. Anyway, that was my great story. <laughs> that was hot. <laughs> it could not have been less hot. <laughs> Someone else go. Um, I'll, I'll jump in because I you said something about the idea if you're if you're saving it for a while at a certain point you're kind of like I need to get rid of this thing. Yeah. I think that played a little bit into my experience as well. I was 21. I had had several girlfriends where it like kind of happened, but not quite. Couple, Wait, what does that mean? Like just like making out and heavy petting, but not. Oh, any, okay. okay. None of the <laughs> whoop whoop. None of that. <laughs> uh, that's what I call it, by the way. <laughs> um, so. I had a I had a couple friends in college who I think it was my friend's girlfriend had a friend who was in town and it was her last night in town and we all went out drinking together and I mean it was it was clearly on pretty quickly um, the signs were there so I was pretty excited like tonight's the night kind of thing <laughs> and we were just staying at my friend's house so we were I mean in the living room of my buddy's apartment um, and it was also short and I was super duper nervous and excited about it and then she was wondering why I was so nervous and I told her it was my first time and she was like oh god no and I was like that's the worst thing possible I thought oh god now it's not gonna happen but I somehow turned it around and it happened and I felt fine the next morning I think she did too and was that a metaphor or did you turn her around <laughs> no it was a metaphor did you see her again I mean yeah like did you develop feelings for her or no anything? no not like in that girl would? hold on I saw her again in the sense that a couple years later when our mutual friends got married, I saw her. Oh. But it was it was a one-night stand. She lived out of state and she was long gone. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we obviously spoke in the morning and totally fine. And I've spoken to her since then. Um, I still am – we're still aware of each other. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was very uh, – it was a very unique time in my life because I – at that time, I was just obsessed with the idea of it. And when it was when it was finally done, it was like, all right, now now what? Like it just seemed like such a big deal at the time. Yeah, you, which is what everybody tells you, right? But it doesn't make sense to you until it's part of your life. Yeah, Chris. All right. Well, I was also twenty and a half. Really? Yeah. Half birthday. We're all such late bloomers. Yeah. No, actually, Doctor Drew said that's completely normal. Really? Yeah. Because I, f- I, I, I was I like, everyone's are. having sex at 13, I think. <laughs> well, no. I mean, of of every of all my friends, I wasn't – I was definitely late late mm-hmm. to the game. Um, so I was working at a restaurant and I have this – okay, I was kind of a dick back then. I don't I, I say I was a dick, but I mean, who knows? You I threw work- soup. Yeah, that, that has – that was after though. You destroyed but- Christmas decorations. <sighs> yeah, you are a dick. All right, then this won't seem as bad. Um <laughs> Well, I have this – I have a, a rule, a principle, and I apologize in advance, Allison, but I don't date people I work with. <sighs> and Chris Fallen. Um, Jenna, we don't technically work together though. <laughs> uh, but he does date married women. <laughs> <Yeah. apparently. laughs> Nobody I work 
with, but <laughs> married. Uh, well, at the time, yeah, I, I was like, nope, we'll not do this. So, but anyway, so this, there was this girl I was interested in, and uh, you know, so I did the, this thing where I was like, oh, you should totally quit. I mean, you want to be a teacher? What are you doing here? And I convinced her to quit, and uh, and so she quits, and then we start dating, and um, you know, it was all just, it was all pretty. I want to, I want to say high schooly, like everything we were doing. It was just whatever, and uh, and by the at that age, it's on like some sort of pedestal, like your virginity. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I've waited this long, might as well make it something special. But for me, it was what just one day, like, ah, oh, just want to get it over with. And uh, and she was she was a little bit older than me. She was about four or five years older than me. So uh, yeah, she was definitely a lot more experienced than I was. And so she, she showed me the ropes, and uh, and took me. She tied you up, right? Yeah, yeah. No, she she literally tied me up. Um, yeah, one way ticket to Pound Town. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and that that's how it happened. Just one night. Just yeah, it, was, it wasn't anything special. We didn't watch a, a, a really funny movie like you. We just, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but it, it happened, and uh, that, yeah, that, that was. And then it, you continued seeing her. A little bit. Um, yeah. Uh, not so much. Not, not too much. I mean, because you'd been to Pound Town. He hit it and quit it. I didn't quit it. I didn't. I did not hit it and quit it. But no, I mean, we hung out for a little bit afterwards, but not, not too much. I was already fading away. Anyways, I think I was an asshole. I was a jerk back then. But uh, yeah, so that is the story. It's like I remember one year when I was eighteen for Lent. I gave up. Uh, you might want to take off your headphones, Jenna, but jerking off. <laughs> I don't know how Tara taking off her headphones would, would help at all. You're sitting right next door. You can hear, you can hear, you can hear the term a little bit more pure. I have to do oh. the mat, the pump. Right, pump your ears. You're telling me that at 18 you went 40 days and 40 nights? Oh, yeah. Oh, bullshit. Well, I mean, I was like humping the couch a lot. <laughs> no. Uh, like, <laughs> Wait, did you bring yourself your to the point? <laughs> I'm not touching myself, but you're getting it, Futon. No, this is uh, <laughs> this is so. Mi- Why do I talk? Um, I'm wondering that about left, myself. Who left this iTunes comment? Um, <laughs> it was a hero named <laughs> RHCP Ketis three one three, aka Zach. Sorry. Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> Anthony Ketis three. Okay. Um. Well, oh, so it was just funny because it's just all this tech, like literally and figuratively, all this buildup inside of you. <laughs> Like for forty days, and then that on Easter, uh, it's just like that's it. All right, like, and that was oh, it. like, like you expected it. There to was be like nothing. A yeah, cascade. I was just like, oh well, there we go. And Back that, to the grind. Yeah, yeah. Was like that's it. Oh, better so do my homework. Okay. And then twenty minutes later, it happened again because it's been forty days. <laughs> for these forty days and forty nights, though, there was no release the whole time. Through the loophole of furniture. That, that, that was a half joke, but yeah, no, it was, that was pretty good. But at 18, you had to have had a wet dream or two. You're not going 40 days with no release. Yeah, I may have. I actually don't even remember. I blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> you, re- you repressed that horrible time in your life. That's yeah. a pretty significant giving thing to give up for Lent, isn't it? Yeah, yes. I, I, I like <laughs> giving things up for Lent. Just, I think it, it, uh, it just – I like the discipline. What would you give Helps up this you year? Learn, yeah. We're in the I middle just, of Lent right now. I actually I I, gave this, up this, one, off. this one's way way weaker than that, but I just gave up meat. That's not bad. That's yeah. still pretty significant. When I was in college, there was somebody in one of my classes who gave up chairs. <laughs> like, 
think that's true. Just what you sit that's on. right i know this person <laughs> that's right but no, no no not things you sit on not things you sit on it was chairs so there's a loophole like he could sit on a table he could sit on a couch no he chairs. could sit on a futon. He yeah. could sit on a stool. This what Ottoman kind of chairs. discipline does that teach you? I mean, you ever tried to not sit in chairs? It's hard to do. I'm just saying, yeah. That think. just seems inconvenient. That's right. like, I'm going to give up driving myself around. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's another kid at my school uh, who claimed that he gave up sobriety. That's hilarious. Funny. Yeah. Gosh. I went to school with a lot of assholes. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Was that? It might I was always grateful Mormons didn't have to do Lent because I'm like, wait a minute, we already give up like, yeah, seriously, like everything else. You're gonna make me do an extra thing. All I have left is like chocolate, diet coke. True. So, all right, Gary, we didn't have to do Lent. I'll get back to you guys when I lose it. Oh, <laughs> oh, snap! I, my story is give me five there's, minutes. There's no story. It was just, yeah, I don't know. It was like at a party or something. There's no story. Well, how old were you? Or do you not want to tell us? Uh, I was in the neighborhood of you guys. I don't, I don't exactly remember. It was late teens, early 20s. Right. 19 or 20, something like that, probably. Did you guys lie, though? Oh, yeah. That's part of the reason I don't want to tell my story, because I've lied about <laughs> it for so long that I don't remember what the exact yeah. truth is. Like, that is 100% true. I lied about it for so long <laughs> that I'm not sure if I fucked up some real facts As, with like, my lies. You mean, are you saying by lying, lie, you lied to your partner? No, no I didn't lie. I mean, I did. I've only lied to one of my partners, and that was when I got my first Bobo. And it was just uh, sorry. What now? <laughs> We're gonna let that go. That was pretty good. <laughs> uh, uh, the 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 blowjob. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's I, the thought, Bobo. I thought. I thought. Well, I thought Bobo was boner. It didn't make sense to no, me. No, no, no. Bobos are Bobos are oral sex. Like, oh, I got got a morning Bobo the other day. Wait, like, just... everyone knows Bobo. I didn't. I also but did I not also know. Okay. Bobo. Gary knew Bobos. I did not, but I'm rolling with it. Getting... I like it. <laughs> no. Okay, so I was about to get some dome, and <laughs> now we're on your boner. That one I get. <laughs> So I'm about to get some so domies. All new terms to me. Right. Right. We, went, we went from Jenna's Mormonism to I Bobo's know, know. very quickly. To that really nice comment. By the way, Debbie, thank you for that nice comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, me about oh, me being gosh. a great example. <laughs> this happens every show. I'm going to walk out this door once the mics cool off, and I'm just going to regret everything I said. No. Uh, <laughs> no one listens. Yeah. I hope yeah. Not. We don't yeah. put these up. They're just no. for us, oh, guys. Right. Okay, you're not recording. Okay, got it. So what about the Bobo? Oh, she just asked me. She, like right before it happened, uh, she said, "Oh, like she didn't say, have you ever gone to Bobo?'" But she's like, "Oh, have you ever done this?" And I said, "Oh, totally." I didn't. Yeah, I think I, I, I think she wouldn't have done it if she would have known. Right. Yeah. I lied to my friends as a teenager. I was like 13 or 14, and I had told like two or three of my really close friends like a very elaborate story about having sex, and I had to lie about it for. Like all of high school, and so I don't remember the night that it that I was finally just like I had to come clean about it, and it was so embarrassing. Mostly because I was embarrassed that I had lied to my friends, and and it had, over several years, like it had kept coming up, and they're like, "Oh yeah, Matt, he knows what's going on." I was like, "Oh yeah," <laughs> but in my in my mind the whole time I was like, "Oh, you're such a liar. You're such a liar." And I I do remember the look of disappointment on my friend's face when I was like, "Yeah, that." That totally didn't happen. It was a very. I mean, I'm still friends. Really, they were disappointed in you. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. It sounds. No, yeah, that I'd makes be just, total I, sense. Yeah, I mean, did because you guys, it was such an elaborate story. 
Yeah, and it was and it was over many years. Like there were so many other opportunities where I could have come clean about it, and I just I never did. And I I'm not a liar. That's not something no. that I generally do. Well, no, you're not. Okay, I, I sympathize with this a lot. This yeah, is a lot like what I did. Yeah, and it was really like it sucked. It did suck. Yeah. Hey, uh, this might be a guys only thing, but I'll pose it to everybody. When you guys were teenagers, did you uh, have the experience of like friends calling to gloat about getting to whatever the goal was first? Like, for instance, I'll, I'll never forget this one morning I woke up and the phone rang and I picked it up and my mom was like, it's for you. And I went and got the cordless and went back into my room and it was my best friend at the time. And he was like, all right, spend the next 10 seconds and enjoy yourself because this is the last time you will ever fucking be cooler than me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I was in Australia and I got a blowjob. Like, but like that Australia happened to me a few different times where somebody would call up and like proclaim like the win because they were the first person in the group to get to whatever the milestone was. I think that is a guy thing. I don't yeah, think girls go around bragging that. about no. that. <laughs> I hate, like I was in a relationship with, with I, okay, Mike, I had a girlfriend at the time in high school and our best friends were dating too. And it, it, it was weird. It felt like some weird competition or some race, like everything that was happening. And I hated it. And like, and as I didn't, you know, I didn't do anything in high school. Like I, or I didn't have sex in high school. And uh, I was just such a sensitive like wiener like i remember uh you had a sensitive wiener or you were a sensitive wiener both (laughs) both actually yeah very sensitive uh i remember i was in a break room of tj maxx with my first job and you know i was the youngest kid there and there were these two girls in the break room and one girl just like ah why won't he fuck me and like and i'm quiet the whole time they're just complaining and i just look at one of them like maybe he just respects you and i walked out like you said that yeah (laughs) That's so that's sweet. That's really nice. I was a kid. Whatever. But yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> that totally happened. Yeah. Uh, I remember and so totally in high school. Yeah, I was a wiener. In high school, I had two best friends. And I remember we were all going to Disneyland or something cool like that. And <laughs> But we weren't all in the same car for some reason. I don't remember why. But it's like maybe we'd stop to get gas or something. And that's when I found out that one of them had had sex with her boyfriend the night before. And I remember driving on my way to Disneyland, feeling so weird, weirdly – I hesitate to use this word because it's so big, but like weirdly betrayed. Like, oh, she's different than we are now. She's doing adult things. And I don't know, sex, as much as I was fascinated by it and wanted to be part of that world, I'm, talking, I'm using the terms that I, to describe how I felt at the time – I also – there was something scary about it and I don't know. It just was like like a like a game of like double dutch or something and like I could jump in there and keep up or I could get decapitated. There you go. <laughs> you know. All right. Totally. Jenna. Oh, my story. Well, I, I'm a Mormon so I waited until I was married. So Alan also grew up Mormon, and we were both virgins on our wedding night. And not much to report, really. I think he would be super embarrassed if I gave any, like, details. But um, yeah. for us, actually, for I was really nervous. Um, but we just figured it out together. And um, I, th- I think for it was, like, really special, but also, like... Very eye-opening to the idea that, like, I'm really glad I was with someone who also was a virgin just because it made it easier and not so, like, intimidating. 
And um, just because of my beliefs and I had felt this way for so long, it was it was great to have waited for me personally. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a it was a good experience. But I did I did feel like, wow, I'm so glad I waited because I feel like I would have it would have been really hard if I had like decided to not wait. And I think I would have suffered a lot of self-esteem issues if I hadn't. Like it, for me personally, that would have been really tough. So I'm glad I was I waited till I got married. What do you mean by self-esteem issues? Well, I just feel like because I had thought so, like for so long, my virginity was so important to me. I, I was grateful that I waited till I was married only because I feel like if I had there were plenty of guys that I was tempted to sleep with. I mean, it's not like I'm a human person, you know, like you get in relationships, you have feelings, emotions, and there were plenty of guys where the temptation was there. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure they would have been fine with doing that because a lot of them weren't Mormon. And so I'm just glad I didn't give into those feelings earlier, just because I think it would have been really hard emotionally for me to come back from that. And, and, and then Mary Ellen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought you meant self-esteem issues because the weirdness of like being naked with people you don't know that well. That too. But I think it's more just like I'm glad I waited. I'm just really glad I waited. So it's good for me. But still awkward. Still <laughs> nerve wracking. Yeah, it's weird because I, I had also originally – it took so long because I also was thinking, oh, just with somebody special. Not because yeah. I had any sort of religious belief that would dictate that. But that was something that – I mean I don't it's even like, – Yeah, it's that thought of like – Gone this long, may as well have it mean something. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it and it is weird that it ultimately happened with somebody that wasn't so special to me. And in a weird twist, like I met my first super long term girlfriend like a couple weeks later, hmm. which was just kind of weird. But I think I was kind of coming off you didn't of have the V stink on you. Yeah, but <laughs> no. But seriously though, I think that that's part of it though. There's like a little bit of a momentum going where like. The situation of going out with my friends to like a random city I'd never been to before, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Whereas maybe a couple months earlier, I would have been a little more nervous about it. But I was like, oh, yeah, big man on big man on campus, ready to go. And it ended up being a very positive influence on my life. But it is weird that had I not done it with person A, two or three weeks later, I might have met person B and it would have been like a really mm-hmm. special thing. But it was awkward. So, you know. Yeah. Oh, well. So overall consensus – Underwhelming, yeah. Awkward, awkward. Yeah, just the first time. Yeah. You know. Oh, now, now it's pretty, magic. pretty fun. Now, yeah. <laughs> what's What's the most ridiculous virginity story you've ever heard? Like unbelievable. Like I have a male friend who claims to have gone like forty five minutes. That is um, <laughs> that's the most ridiculous one I've ever heard. <laughs> no shit. But this is like one of my closest friends, and I trust him. This is one of Matt's closest friends too. Is he on antidepressants or something that would account he for was, that? <laughs> I, I <laughs> that makes I it. went through the fucking <laughs> I went through all the possible questions that I could think of and he claims to just be an amazing lover. That's the insinuation <laughs> that he makes, but I mean I guess so would I, but that's he claims that's just what happened. Huh. I don't I mean uh, I do trust this yeah. kid. My, <laughs> I don't my know about that. Best friend from kindergarten. I I'm still was one of my all-time best friends in the whole world. He, as long as I knew him in high school, never even had a girlfriend or anything like that. He was going to go into the army. I said, you should go to college. He decided to go to college. Within one week, he had a threesome with two girls, called me up and said, thank you for telling me to go to college. And as far as I know, that's how he lost his virginity. That is – I feel like if that – maybe for a guy it's different. But if 
if that were the, were the circumstances, I would feel sad that it had been such a like like a circus the first time. <laughs> it's different. A threesome is, I'm sure, very different oh, for a girl than it is for a guy. Believe guys. me, that guy had has, still has bragging rights to this day. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. That to me is like the craziest thing, especially because I had. It's not like he was some pimp in high school that like. I saw him like working game, like, oh yeah, of course he did. Like he's like the shyest guy ever. Like I Sometimes they're the ones who are doing it the most. Yep. See, I feel like that's a guy who's walking around right now being like, One day I'm gonna be on a podcast and somebody's gonna ask me to tell this. Story. <laughs> yeah. That's my day. Yeah. <laughs> that's my time to that, shine. I do remember that from college, noticing that like look at those two people who both have pet rats and they have acne and they're into LARPing and they are having sex all the time. Twenty four seven. With each other, but still, like, there's that whole like, like MTV's "I'm a polygamist" or "I'm a," I don't, I don't know. I think polygamist, yeah. And it's like the people who are, those, those are not the coolest people, but they are having fuckloads of sex. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Polygamist. Did now you? there's a Mormon stereotype I'd like to right. be oh, done right, with. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, how'd you feel about Big Love? Fucking Bill Paxton. <laughs> <laughs> damn, you know what? I never actually watched it. Neither did I. Yeah. Don't give it to me. Don't give it to me. Yeah. I watch I, all the reality polygamy shows because I can't, like, I can't figure them out. I can't figure out, like, what part of Mormonism they still believe in and what they don't and what, like, parts of the Book of Mormon they, they want to aren't understand. There a, aren't there a couple that aren't? That aren't religious based. They're just they just like to bang. I'm sure like, there I'm, are. I'm pretty I'm sure, sure my girlfriend's obsessed with one that's just like we're not Mormon. We're not in any religion. We we like sex, so we're polygamists. Oh, weird. I don't know that one. Yeah, the ones I watch are all these like they call themselves fundamentalists, but Mormons are like, no, they're not. Like we don't. <laughs> I don't. We don't know them. <laughs> like trying to distance from them a little bit, yeah. Just because they like they drink, they say the Book of Mormon's like a nice book, you know, and like have these w- pretty wild ideas about what our like main doctrinal goals are. <laughs> it's weird. It's very weird. Have you have you guys ever? Okay, first off, um, please. Uh, I'm wound pretty tight from this episode. I've only been here for like ten minutes. It feels like, but man, this is getting weird. Um, <laughs> So don't don't tweet me. Don't mention this show ever. It never happened. Okay, <laughs> like at least to me. Great. Um, At uh, Chris Loxamana. Do you <laughs> do you if ever, you want to not tweet Chris? <laughs> um, do you guys ever have you ever dealt with like those like Christian girls who like oh I'm waiting till marriage, so put it in the totally, butt. Yeah, put it in my butt. God's blind spot. That's just so weird to me. That I, is weird. I've only heard about that as a phenomenon. Like, you know there's people who do this, Oh, right? I've known girls who do that. Yeah. Really? Like, yeah, totally. Yeah. Really? And yeah. it's just weird to me. Wow. And it, by mm. the way, if anyone wants to see a great video, uh, a funny video on this, uh, former guest Garfunkel and Oates have a oh, great yes. new song. I think it's called God's Loophole. <laughs> but if you search search, uh, search anal... You know, oh my God. okay. Just find so it everybody just Google anal. Yeah, yeah. you'll after, find it right away. Oh my God! No, you have to include Garfunkel notes, but do that after oh. you don't tweet at Chris right. Loxamana. <laughs> we should get we should get them back on. We should. It's they have a new IFC time. show coming out. So, yeah, uh, yeah, sure. yeah, we should yeah, totally get sure I would love to back on. By the way, speaking of uh, Broad City, uh, I believe when season two starts to come out, they're going to be coming on this show too. Oh yay! Yep, They're in the writers' room for a few few weeks or months, but. They seem very receptive. Perfect. I'm very excited by that. All right, let's talk about these women that you guys are talking about. What was your reaction when that was floated? Oh. Ow. <laughs> Ow. Ow. I just thought it was dumb. I thought I don't know. Like, what are you trying to do? 
I feel right. like I, I've heard that before. When I was in high school, my, my girlfriend was very, very devout Christian, but she wasn't willing to put it in her butt or anything like that. It just <laughs> nothing was going to happen. Um, so when I hear that, I think I dated the wrong Christian girl, I guess. <laughs> Kidding. No, I'm just not really. sorry. Not I sorry. Just, uh, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. That's a confusing thing for me because for me it's like I've always just lived the religion like you got to be all in or what? What's the point? Right. Yeah. It's like but if you you're going to do Diet that, Coke. that does n- there is no commandment that says yeah. do not drink Diet Coke. It says do not drink coffee. <laughs> Mormons. I've I've run into like our, our great like Jenna, uh, just really pure, really sweet people. But then sometimes you're into the bad Mormons. The Jack Mormons. Oh, I had a yeah. Jack Mormons. That's the slang that you Jack Mormons. Jack Mormons. Oh man, really? What is that like? I wish I got a nickname with a Jack Mormon. It just means like a Mormon who does who doesn't obey all the rules. Jack, Mormon. it's almost like yeah. on, I like that. They're yeah. on Rumspringa. Like yeah, they're the rebel, the rebels. They tend to not follow any of the rules. Yeah, in my experience. Yes, yeah. most Wait, of them. In fact, are... they tend to. Did you hook up with a Jack Mormon? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you lying to us, Gary? I'm no. Not, no, I dated one for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Mm, I thought they're oh. wild. So I hear. <laughs> well, I'm not one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know the term at the time? <laughs> no, I just. But it sounds to me like what you're saying is she was ready to do all the things she shouldn't do. Oh yeah, like. Video on the video box. Jesus Let's put it this way. <laughs> Uh, this this all Debbie happened. Was ready to do all the things <laughs> she wasn't supposed to do. This all happened when I was younger and uh, without a lot of the responsibilities that come with adulthood, and very down to do things that I now consider like retarded. I'm sorry, I don't like that word, but things that I now consider very immature and a terrible use of time and intelligence. Like anal? No, like just like crazy partying and like just just dumb dumb shit. And uh, she was always the one upping the ante where I would be like, really? No, oh, no. That's a little too much for me. So, yeah. yeah. She was pretty. Like whippets? Yeah. What are we talking about? I never saw. Uh, <laughs> um, Is there any, Let me rephrase. Is there anything that you feel comfortable saying that can give us an idea of the ballpark of the type of stuff you're talking about where she would want to escalate? I never saw her turn down pretty much anything. In terms of substances. Gotcha. Oh, right. Gotcha. Where you, oh, yes. That thing where you're like, what? We do that now? Like, where Where did you get – how do you even have that? And why do you think that that's a good idea at 4.30 on Wednesday afternoon? Right. Like, that type of thing. She found yeah. it. She found it in one of Matt's pinatas. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Still, the pinata blows my mind. Still. Listen, that person's birthday is coming up in the next few oh, months. Gosh. I'm pretty excited. One more thing about sex, and then let's do just me or everyone. See, there's this double standard that we all know about, which I guess actually exists, where it's like, oh, it's cool for guys to sleep around. It's not cool for women to sleep around. However, when I was a young virgin, I didn't feel like, look at me. I'm so cool because I've never had sex. Although, in retrospect, I realized I could have felt that way if that was what I was setting out to do. Like, I could have... have taken pride in the fact that I hadn't. But instead, it's like, I don't know if I was socialized to think like a a guy or maybe it's just that's what how all of culture is. But I just felt I'm not cool. I'm not doing the things that cool people do. And so I was in a 
not a like I feel like I went through this phase where I made up for lost time in a way, and I did have some one night stands and things. And I mean, it was over the. It wasn't like in a week I did it, but I did um, do things where I look around. I mean, I look back and I think, what was I thinking? And where where was my self respect? And you know, all those things that sound like songs. Um, <laughs> but at the time, I wasn't thinking. Look at me! I have no self respect, and I'm a little bit desperate, and I'm definitely easy. That wasn't how I defined myself. Get that drop. I. Th- <laughs> But I also don't think I thought I was being cool, you know, quote unquote, either. I just, I think it was about proving to myself that men can find me attractive. Interesting. Sure. So I think mo- that was a sure. kind of always what it was about. Yeah. So it was a lot more of like a, a psychological thing than like a, man, I am super horny. I oh, it, to- was, it wasn't that, the latter at all. It yeah. was absolutely... A psychological thing and, like a and it was wanting thing, yeah. that validation and and this is something that I've talked about with other women who have similar stories. It's weird when sex is always about validation to all of a sudden be in a healthy relationship where it's like, well, what are we doing this for now? <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of joking, but it's like – because it's like a drug. It is like a drug when you – Hope that someone has feelings for you and you, and then they do – well, actually they don't. When you, when, when you can sleep with someone and that to you is like the proof that, oh, you are okay as a human being and it's like you, you're on this roller coaster ride and it does – you really are using people as drugs. Like those highs are very, very high. Like you can't really get that kind of high when you come back to sober not using people as drugs living. And so you have to – you just find that, oh, being in love and feeling comfortable with someone and being treated right feels good, but it's like a very different kind of ga- – it's a different kind of game than that other stuff. Yeah. I dig it. I agree. All right. What were you well, going to say, Matt? I, you know, I'm, I'm, my mind is kind of drifted to people who are older who still have not had sex before. And I think that that – we haven't really talked about that in any part of this conversation, but you were saying just a few minutes ago, it made me think of it, the idea that like you finally were able to like be validated that you were like a normal person, like finally I'm doing this. And it just made me think that there are people out there who, who haven't and they feel uh, abnormal. Yeah, and it's sad. It is sad. And, it, and I think a lot of times it, it just comes down to having confidence enough in yourself that – you just can respect yourself enough to accept that someone else could find you attractive totally. enough for that. Yeah. You know? And I think that's a, a big roadblock, especially for a lot of guys, where there's just so much, I want this, I need this, I have to have this. Yeah, that repels And it repels, people. right, exactly. And the, I don't know, I mean, at least for me, the key was being satisfied with my own life and realizing who cares if they want to or not, I like me. And when you give off that vibe... That's when it comes to you. Totally. When you, when you don't need to have it to be happy. Totally. Because as we are, have all discussed, like once you do have it in your life, you realize that it's not it's not this elevated thing. But society does make it that way. They sure do. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard as a teenager. And I'm sure it's really hard if you're like 40 or something or in your hard, late 30s. Almost harder, I would think. Right. Because you have all yeah. these years of this image of yourself being, right. being solidified in your own mind. But I I just wanted to throw it out there that there 
is still hope for people who haven't had it yet. You just need to come to terms with yourself, yourself. first. Yeah. Totally. I would also I suggest that. if you're invited yeah. to any parties with drug pinatas, go to that shit. <laughs> yeah. Dude, if there's a drug pinata, you are going to have a hell of a time. Do people, My mind do has people been blown this bring, episode. Uh, do people bring pinatas your in here? Your mind has been boboed? No. <laughs> no. 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 Your no, dome no. has been boboed? Boom. <laughs> I wish I could have taken my headphones off and not heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Just me or everyone? Yeah. That was beautiful, Matt. Oh, Matt. Oh, that was nice. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? All right. Jacqueline LaRoche says, whenever putting on makeup, I usually spend the last three to five minutes taking off much of what I had just put on. Um, That's only when I'm experimenting with something new and then I realize, oh, this was a mistake. Always with lipstick for me. I'll always put like way too much on and then the wrong color and then I have to take it off. Do it again. What about you guys? (laughs) I'm just going to say this, ladies, less is more. You say that. Uh, and I every, mean it. And every girl says Believe that. Believe me, I mean you know it. What, Believe me, I he mean He means that. it. Matt and I have – Matt, when was the last time you and I commented on a girl's makeup aside from what I'm obviously referencing? Well, Two years? Yeah. We, me and Matt have not spoken of a woman's – of a chick's makeup ever – and it came up three times last weekend because the chick was wearing way too much. I was just saying, unless it's way too much. It was way well, too much. Well, what kind oh, of way too much was it? The whole Where it face looks kind. like, yeah, it looks like you have way too much makeup on. Not like, like a clown like, or something. It looks like, why do you have that much makeup on? If I can tell that you're wearing that much makeup, that's too much makeup. But I mean, so are you talking about her eyes or her face or her, her lips? Entire, everything above the neck. I know, yeah, I so noticed like it. Makeup. I notice no, it mostly her face, her eye. above the neck. Yeah. yeah, I would say that. Right. I, I you, you can usually the neck is. you could usually tell on like cheeks or neck. You can absolutely tell. Yeah, above the neck. I was thinking so body above the neck of the shirt, <laughs> and meaning like a V neck, like her whole chest. Yeah. Okay, then above the neck of a deep V. Was she pretty though? Somebody. Yes, she was beautiful. That's, that was the thing. This I is saw. usually that group. It's like you're a very attractive girl. Stop wearing so much makeup. Just that was, stop. That was the other thing was that I saw this girl in various settings and one of them was at a pool where she clearly wasn't wearing much, if any, makeup and she looked great. Better, I would argue. Yeah. Less is more. Yeah. Lucky lady. Unless you're like at a rainbow party. I'm not anti-makeup. I, just, I don't notice makeup that's well done. Right. What's a rainbow party? I'm just kidding. It's like some <laughs> things like I saw it on like 2020 or something. These little kids. Oh, God. <laughs> that, that is a go ahead okay it's this, this is about to get even more disturbing girl, so <laughs> buckle oh. up seriously okay yes. you, you know i can't get I more hate, disturbing i hate chris you brought it up um it was a stupid joke it's just there were these kids they uh i can't even it's a it's a phenomenon that was like it, it was on 2020 parents have been getting like really upset about it the idea is a party where all the chicks wear different colored lipstick and then they give dudes blowjobs. This is in like early teenage years so that their dick looks like a rainbow. Yeah. And whoever has like the most colors I on their dick like is like I feel like this is not real. That this is, is one of those things yeah. that pe- parents get worried about. But is it really real? Probably not. I mean I'm sure it's happened. But right. I don't think that that's like a common – you know, watch out, Ohio. But then does it have to be like, okay, Stacy, you're red. Who's orange? I mean, do you go in order? Or? Yeah. Well, I was, you, I you, mean, draw, it, you draw straws, <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. I'm just saying you'd want red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple. 
Unless well, yeah, it's like right, 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 Biv Jesus. is definitely there. <laughs> Seriously. Okay, Dr. Schmoop says, just mirror <laughs> everyone. It. Cut bangs, instantly regret it. Suffer through, grow out, wistfully think of cutting bangs, repeat. Church. I don't I don't do that. I don't cut the bangs anymore because I've had bad experiences with <laughs> me and with bangs, but I can understand And how good you that. are at cutting your own hair. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm so good. But that uh, wasn't bangs. No bangs for me. I had bangs when I was like 10, and that was the last time. You oh, posted you. a photo of you with bangs, didn't so you? Bad. I'm, I'm sure, day. yes. So there's so many terrifying photos. <laughs> Steve W. says, used to think it was oil of old ladies instead of oil of ole. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't think that. Anyone? Same, same. No. I'm sure. I feel like I've only seen the bottle. I'm not sure if I'd ever, like, the only time I would think that is if you, like, heard it in a radio ad. Like, isn't there usually the visual to accompany it? I bet you're not the only one, Steve. Yep. <clears throat> Rich Bryant says, Frequently, when reached down to scratch my dog under the chin, he is in the process of yawning, so I put my hand in his mouth. No, I don't have that, but I, I do have the thing where I'm like, wait, which end is this? <laughs> <laughs> that definitely happens. I think it's kind of funny, though, if a dog is yawning, you kind of, just for fun, just kind of poke him in the mouth just to see him react. No? I don't want a dog. No, no wonder the funny. cat pisses on your bed. <laughs> you should get one, Jenna. I want one. You should get one. Then we could have like dog go on parties walks and yes. have dog parties. Oh my gosh, I'm getting one. Alan, we're getting a dog. <laughs> Are you allowed to have one? Yeah. We can have a small dog in our place. Oh, you should. I know. Lisa says, <sighs> the first bite of the burrito is the worst. I always rip off and throw away the extra tortilla flap. No, no, that flap is delicious. That flap's yeah. fucking awesome. Tortillas, it's sometimes so good. I save it for last. The bite, uh, each bite of a burrito where you're getting that extra fold and the extra layer of tortilla is the best bite. Yeah, it's a good part. It's- I I've noticed the guacamole always goes to whatever end you don't start on. Oh, interesting. No. I feel like I always start on the non guac. Like end. it has it's a survival. Just, instinct. It's just your bad yeah. luck. It's then, just my bad yeah, luck. I'm, I'm the seriously 50/50 like if it's on one end. There's no way you to would think that it's 50 50, but I feel like I'm like nine for no, 10. No, but with the density of the rice, the beans. I won't question rice, you. You're a food like expert. Just, you no, are the food expert. I don't expert. see it. Unless it's really thin guacamole or guacamole, I, I don't see it. I don't see it traveling like that. Okay. Thanks yeah. for the science. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, you're just bad. It's bad luck. It's been a really long time since I've had a burrito, but. We're all going to let guacamole go? I, I can't. I. I've been waiting for somebody to mention it. I didn't say guacamole. I said guacamole. What's the guacamole? G, you don't pronounce the, the hard G when you say it. I feel bad. Somebody but, has to help me. But Jenna, <laughs> the very first Just Me or Everyone you ever did on my show, I thought was that you used to pronounce guacamole. Guacamole. Yeah, like Italian. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, very similar. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> I feel like I would rather have a burrito with like a quarter as many beans, just almost like a quesadilla size burrito and extra tortilla that's what i'm saying that's where i was oh, headed with yeah. this mm. yeah i feel like the rate is too much beans too many beans yeah, yeah there's and there's that part at the end where the whole thing is just like this is not holding together yeah and just in all general, falls on people, yeah. people are overfilling burritos these days they are it's a problem yes. <laughs> mark basinski <laughs> says i love to see people run in public when they're not trying to exercise e example for the bus <laughs> um I will start taking joy in that. I go back and forth because every now and then you'll see somebody do that and you can tell they're like on their way to work or some shit. And then I just feel bad for them. But yeah. Every once in a while it's funny. If there's just some hipster asshole who's like missed his bus and he's trying to keep his glasses on while he runs. That's (laughs) fucking great. All right. I made a decision today. So the last couple days that I've walked my dog, I have not worn a bra because, you know, we've talked about it's more comfortable without one. Totally. But I've worn... Something over my T-shirt. 
But then I do this thing where I'm like walking Oliver, but I have one hand holding the thing closed and kind of pulled a little away from me so that because I, I don't want because I feel self conscious. And I, it happened twice. The first time I was like, mental note. Don't put yourself through this. Just put on a bra because you'll feel so much more comfortable. And then I didn't do that. But then today I did. I gave in to the system and you the did. man. Did you feel better? Yeah. Well, I mean, I wasn't consciously aware of it, but I didn't feel like – because the other times I was like, oh, great. Now Oliver has to go over – like because I was just taking him out to, to pee and then – yeah, I, I didn't want to get far away from my apartment and I just felt all uncomfortable. So I felt a lot better today. New business idea. Ugh. Dog walker's bra. We just yeah we just figure something out that's super easy to put on comfortable maybe that's just like a bra <laughs> no it's not no 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 maybe like uh what like, what about pasties are pasties, are pasties? Training, no you just bra? need like a sweatshirt that has yeah. like some sort of built in support that looks like you're wearing a bra or but the comfort of not wait heavy, what what what, what are you so coat. insecure about. The like, flopping. The, flopping. Oh, oh it's the flopping I thought it was the uh, the nip. nipples yeah it's that too it's both. Oh. We should make like a leash that – never mind. Leash. No, yeah. no, no. By all means, go on. <laughs> Gary's face just – That doesn't stop the flopping. <laughs> Something that could simultaneously do both. And just the general of look house. of brawlessness is the – it's, it's not – I'm I not mean, executing it. I'm just an idea I know. man. <laughs> I don't know what I'm expecting. Hey, look. That girl who's walking that dog isn't wearing a bra. I don't think that's going to happen, you know? But yeah. no. but I, I fear that someone – like two people across, like will notice and then they'll say to each other like, oh, that chick's not wearing a bra. Like I well, don't want to be that girl. You'll never in your neighborhood, again. somebody's likely to scream in like a murderous <laughs> voice like, today's! I know. <laughs> I was once recognized in, in that neighborhood with the scary people um, by like a sparklets man or something. Or Culligan. He was a big fan. And I was like, and he recognized me because of Oliver. Oh. So, so thankfully like, I was wearing was like a bra that day. Was that this like a is coffee a thing. salt for you? Um, I, I don't know, actually. Maybe a little bit. No, it actually made me feel weirdly more comfortable. It was like a weird sort of like, I was sure it was you because of... Oliver, this is the dog you talk about. This is the neighborhood you talk about. And I was Aww. like, oh. <laughs> I, hang, I hang out here all the time That's waiting to see you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, Ross Leader says, just me or everyone. I get very perturbed when headrests are missing in the car scenes of sitcoms. Shitty steering is enough. I've honestly never noticed that. But the <laughs> steering I have. The steering but, yeah. is the best. I've also noticed no seatbelts. Like yeah. you can clearly see the seatbelt is up behind their shoulder like they haven't buckled the belt. Come on, people. Come on, actors. A lot of times the rear view mirror's gone, too. It's hard yeah. to tell. Yeah. It's hard to do your lines with a seatbelt on. I guess. Yeah. I'm just saying I'm a little more method than that. Way like. too hard. <laughs> Todd Fluker, just mirror everyone. When I see a bigger person jog, oh, two jogging ones. When I see a bigger person jogging, I want to encourage them to keep it up, but worried it would be seen as sarcasm. Yeah, keep your Don't say anything. Yeah. Don't say anything. <laughs> In general, don't talk to people who are working out. Agreed. Yeah. Like, they're, they're going to have to go, what? Keep an eye on it. And, like, when they're done, you can try to make a graceful inroad or something. But I don't think that's going to work out very well either. Just, I don't want to be fucked with. Yeah. That big person knows that they're big. That's why they're running. You exactly. don't need to say, hey, keep it up. Oh, no. Like, no it's, yeah, that's horrible. Yep. Yeah. 
Carlos Morales says, I get annoyed when people complain about 9 a.m. being early in the morning. Also, blood boils at businesses closed for lunch at 12 to 1. I think that is might be a reference to my whole thing about the linen stores. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, sorry, nine's early. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you probably hate people like that too, Matt. Yeah, I don't know if hate's the right word, but it. I mean, when I lived with Gary and company just a couple – a month ago or whatever – I always it always frustrates me when I'm like the first person out of the house, like knowing that everybody is still sleeping. Like that is really frustrating. But it's not like that they don't rare though. It's not like they don't have real jobs. You know, they all do. But it's still, yeah. I have nine early. o'clock church right now because we rotate different hours. Like every year, we switch hours. And last year it was one o'clock, and I loved it. And now it's nine o'clock, and it kills me on Sunday morning to have to get up that early. You can't. Wait, why do you have to rotate? Or the whole church Well, because they – we go to church based on, like, the area you live in. And Is so that your I, ward? Yes. Yeah. How did you know that? Because I saw an ad that was like, look at, look at how real estate is marketed in Utah. And it was like, um, you know, like, LDS looking for a home? I can help. Like, I can help an LDS person – looking for a home, I can help you to find it. And one of them was like something about your ward. Yeah. So that's like where, yeah, exactly. So I'm in a Burbank ward that's in like a certain part of Burbank. Anyway, so there's three wards in Burbank and we one meets at nine, one meets at 11 and one meets at one. And then we rotate. I would move. I know. 9 a.m. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's only a year. We're we're a quarter way done, right? Nice. I feel like you should have more choice. I mean, I get that that's not well, how it you works. Can't, I but. mean, you can go to another ward if you're just like, I don't want to do 9 o'clock. But then it's like, you know, they you get used to you. the same people and you have your friends and like, you know, you just get used to your like Community. same people that you see every day. 9 a.m. with no coffee seems fucked up, though. It's tough. That's do you have a tough. And sometimes, sometimes, shh, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> In that Every event. once in a while, I'll, like sometimes we'll be running out the door, and I'll like crack a can and like hurry and drink as much as I can. And then do you like and then leave it in the car? <laughs> no, I'm proud of my coke <laughs> drinking. I do not shy away from it at all. But you leave it at home. You leave the half. Well, I don't want to like take it into the church room. I mean, the chapel. It's, you don't want to spill it. That'd be disrespectful. You know. All right, enough Mormon talk, people. <laughs> <laughs> this, has been, this has been a very Mormony episode. I know. But yeah. It's interesting. I know. Anytime, you can always ask me questions. It's been Good. very Mormony and thank also you. a lot of talk about sex. <laughs> I, weird. Very weird how that worked out. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank you. <laughs> I just wanted none of us to say <laughs> thank, thank you, you that thank time. You, thank just you. Just the silence. You, you guys yeah, I finally welcome. got to thank say you. it first. Finally. You're welcome. But I shouldn't have said you're welcome, should I? That felt wrong. No. Allison, you say- thank you for having us. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. No, th- I guess the response is just thank you. Thanks. This all feels weird. You yep. can say you're welcome. Okay. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> thank but you. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and thank you to the listeners for listening. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, such as a dog leash bra, once <laughs> 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 Chris invents it. Coming soon. I believe he called it the boob leash. Yeah. The bleach. The bleach. Something like a bleach. <laughs> Click through the banner on my website, AllisonRosen.com. does not cost you anything extra. It does help out the show. It really does. So thank you guys so much for all your Amazon click-throughs, and thanks for tweeting and letting me know what you bought and all that stuff. I love that. Um, we have a ringtone available. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself.
You can get that by searching Hey Go Fuck Yourself on your iPhone in the iTunes store. And we have a special bonus episode available. You need If you're a fan and you don't have this, good news for you because you can go get it. Uh, we recorded it live at the LA Podcast Festival. Doug Benson, Matt Costa, Gary, Matt, Chris, me. Jenna was not available that day. But she was there in spirit. Yes. We talked about butter sandwiches for the very first time. It's a seminal episode. Uh, $1.99. You can get that in the comedy album section of the iTunes store. You can follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. You can follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. And by the way, thanks to at Jovial Jackie for shaming me just a little bit. Um, I am now trying to make sure that it's like different stuff on A-R-I-Y-M-B-F than it is on Allison Rosen. As I said, when I mean, it was it was all like silly and nice, but damn it, Jackie. <laughs> um, I I don't the when I do show announcements and stuff, I do tweet it from both accounts, but I try not to do the exact same stuff from both accounts. But I'm going to try even harder to. There still will be show announcements from both, but I'll try even more to like reward the the followers of A R I Y M B F with. Let me know what kind of tweets you'd like from that account. And maybe we'll give them to you. Maybe not. I don't know. You can follow Gary at G. Patrick Smith. For Matt, go to. There will be spoilers.com. This week's topic, there will be law school. I had one of my uh, best friends from college who's now currently in law school in Washington, D.C. <laughs> talk about just that very thing. Chris, what happened? I don't know. Blacked out. Anyway, it's great. You should check it out. Thanks. <laughs> oh, no, no. Uh, I, yeah, check it out. <laughs> and Chris, where should we go for you? Um, I was at this really cool guitar stand uh, yesterday. And what it does, it's, it, it vibrates. The whole stand vibrates and it kind of breaks in the wood of your acoustic guitar. That's and, neat. Yeah, it's weird. pretty cool. Like a, a trick you, people used to do is they used to like put their guitar up to like a speaker and let the speaker vi- vibrate the, the top of the guitar. And it kind of breaks in the wood, gives you a better tone. Well, this guitar stand does that, and he sent it to me. It's really cool. It's uh, called Guitar Hummer. So go to guitarhummer.com and check it out. <laughs> what? I, I, he was so nice to send me something. I thought I'd get, he gets my plug. Nice. And Sorry, Pat. My, and he gets O'Brien. my giggle. He named his Guitar Hummer. He <laughs> had to have known. Guitarhummer.com? That does a funny name. It's like saying Why? Guitar Bobo. Yeah. Wait, it's a Hummer? Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, I didn't know that. news to you? Really? Wait, what is that? <laughs> It's a a bobo. Is a bobo. Get oh. your <laughs> mind out of the cut. I am so you didn't know out of it. I didn't know I what didn't a Hummer was. You just, prom- you just well, promoted a guitar bobo. <laughs> Don't go to guitarbobo.com. Go to guitarhummer.com. I'm going to buy guitarbobo.com as soon as the <laughs> show's can- over. <laughs> <laughs> guitar Hummer. Damn it. Oh, man. Jenna? Well, thank you to that guy. That yeah. was really nice. Thanks for the gu- yeah, go to guitarhummer.com. Jenna. Oh, you're um, <laughs> I just want to say one more time thank you to uh, anybody who listens to the show who came to my show last night. It, very, it was very overwhelming. And thank you to Allison for having me on the show so that you guys could come to my show. It just it means a lot to me and I have thought about it a lot and I'm very grateful. Thank you for coming on the show and um, being your wonderful self and then letting people fall in love with you. <laughs> thank okay. you. You're welcome. All right. Thanks to all of you. Thanks to listeners. I love you guys. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Thank you for choosing the Allison Rosen show.
Thanks for listening to the show, everyone. Just as a reminder, this episode is brought to you by Nono. To get your Nono and take advantage of the exclusive offer for my listeners, go to nonobestfriend.com or call 800-508-4815. That's nonobestfriend.com or call 800-508-4815.